This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the masculine journey. We are very glad to have you with us today. And just like I always like to do, I'm going to throw something at Robbie I didn't tell him about ahead of the show, which is one of my favorite things to do. But Robbie, we're on an eve today. Do you realize that? Oh, wow. Yes. But, but what eve are we on? Labor Day. Close. September. Oh, Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow's September already. Isn't that kind of hard to imagine? Oh, yeah. Summers? It's actually Labor Day Eve Eve. Yeah, yeah it's Labor Day thought Eve about Eve. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I right. hate to throw you. No, I don't. Not really. I, I don't even know I said that. That wasn't true. I, I love to do that. But yeah, yeah tomorrow's September. We've been climbing through the whole summer. And <laughs> we have. It's just like, boom, summer's gone. But yeah, it's uh, this topic this week has been kind of interesting. It, there, there's there's a lot to it. I'm kind of interested to see where God takes us today. Cause so are we. we. Yeah, we've talked about <laughs> lots of different aspects of it. And Robbie, it kind of began the other day. I was sitting at church, and the pastor was preaching on something that obviously I wasn't paying attention to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was a good sermon. But in the midst of it, I started thinking about experiences as a Christian. You know, you, you have these, in your Christian walk, these mountaintop experiences. You know, and we talk about them, we, we relish them, we love to share them. But also a big part of our Christian walk is the valley times. Mm-hmm. You know, and those seem like they last forever, but they don't. And most of our Christian life is actually spent in the middle. Not in the valley, not on the mountaintop, but somewhere in between. And so I called you the other day and we started talking a little bit about it. And that's kind of where just lots of different aspects of this whole little simple concept, it seems, Climbing this is so simple. And sliding. Climbing and sliding. Absolutely. And I, you know, I immediately grasped that concept and 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 began a wonderful ponder actually that's happened ever since about what am, what does it look like Robbie in your life when you're climbing versus sliding. And so the one that came to my mind immediately as I was thinking about when I was really sliding and had no idea even how bad I was sliding was I would work all day as hard as I could possibly work till I was brain dead and then come home, sit on the couch and yell at my family (laughs) and watch TV, watch TV and heaven help them if they interrupted, you know, any of the good stuff. And so as I pictured that in a movie clip, a movie clip didn't come to me, but Archie Bunker came in just solid. Like, yeah, that's, that's what I looked like when I was really, really sliding. You know, my life looked just like that. And so we have this little episode of All in the Family where Archie is still sliding, but Edith would very much like to pull him out a little bit, especially when it comes to his diet. Hey, Snow White, your prince just come. I guess you didn't. 
How am I going to have a nice day on a diet you put me on? I had a hungry day, ain't it? How is a man going to wake eight hard hours a day on what you put in that lunchbox there? I gave you carrots, sticks, tuna salad, and an orange. That's a very healthy lunch. You know what I done with that healthy lunch? <laughs> I threw the carrots to the birds. I threw the tuna fish to the warehouse cat. And I threw the orange at some of them Krishna hairy shavers. <laughs> oh, gee, I know it's hard for you to die. It's hard, is it? Because I hate it. But Dr. Nelson says you gotta lose 25 pounds and you gotta take them pills so your blood pressure stays down. Ah, pfft, Dr. Nelson. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Doctors never get hungry, Enid. I'm shoving around heavy crates all day long. The heaviest thing Dr. Nelson shoves is a thermometer. Oh, gee. The first three days of a diet is always the hardest, but Mike and Glory and me are dieting too to keep you company. You know what they say, misery is the best company. I'll tell you something about misery. Misery wants beer. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how funny that show could be at times. It was a slide. It was a slide. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing about this whole climbing versus sliding. So if I'm in the middle, you know, obviously there's some elevation that I gotta gotta go through to get to the mountaintop. Sliding is just so much easier. <laughs> you know, it doesn't require anything. Yeah, gravity takes you right on down. Yeah, yeah. Just get you, skinned you, up a little bit. I know I've gained weight, Robbie, but what are you saying? <laughs> It takes me down faster than it used to. I know where yeah. some oranges and <laughs> tuna fish. But no, the, the whole sliding part, you know, and and the thing is, the enemy, boy, he's he's your cheerleader when it comes to sliding. Right? He's right there with you, wanting you to slide and get you down into that valley, down into that lowest spot that he can see possible. Yeah, and I, you know, last Saturday I did my show on – you know, the eye of the tiger from Rocky and actually used an interestingly, Sam, when you looked at this clip, you, you know, as far as somebody climbing their way out, I, I'm fascinated that by who you picked was, it was in fact Rocky. And, and, and I think about Rocky on all sorts of different levels on, you know, why that spoke to so many people, why was that phenomenally popular? But I think to a great extent, you were, you're looking at a disciplined life you know that he got up and ate the eggs and you know you know the whole picture of you know running up the steps but still that wasn't enough it, he needed people in his life who called him out and 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 i love the way you described that yeah you know you had in every one of the movies um you had somebody that stepped in and spoke truth into his life you know in the the first one in rocky too you know he, he's come off losing the first fight and you got Mick that steps in. Well, then in the next fight, when he loses to Clubber Lang, Mr. T, I pity the fool guy, right? <laughs> you have Apollo Creed that speaks right. life into him. And then from there, you have his wife another time. You know, and, and God uses these people in our life to come in and say, hey, I know you're in a valley, but, you know, sometimes you just got to buckle up and let's go. Let's climb a little bit and let's go do something. Right. And the thing I love about this clip with Burgess Meredith is you got this rough old guy, but he's really trying to love on Rocky to the best of his ability. Oh, yeah. 
you know, and so we'll just go ahead and play this where he's found, he finds Rocky in a church. His wife's in a coma after having the baby. It's three in the morning, but the fight's coming up, and Rocky's at his lowest point that he's been. His whole life is spinning to in the way he feels out of control. And let's listen to what Mick has to say to him. I'd like to tell you something once, and then I ain't going to say it again. But Rocky got a, a, another shot. It's a second shot at the, uh, I don't know, the biggest title in the world. Huh? And you're going to be swapping punches with, with the most dangerous fighter in the world. And just in case, you know, your brain ain't working so good. All this happens pretty soon. And you ain't ready. You're nowhere near you, you know, you're in shape. So I say, you know, for God's sake, why don't you stand up and fight this guy hard like you've done before? That was beautiful. But don't lay down in front of him like this. Like, a, I don't know, like a, some kind of mongrel or something. Because he's going to kick your face in pieces. You know that? That's right. This guy just don't want to win, you know. He wants to bury you. He wants to humiliate you. He wants to prove to the whole world that it was nothing but some kind of a, a freak the first time out. And he said, you are one time lucky bum. Well, now, I don't, I don't want to get mad in a biblical place like this. But I think you're a lot more than that, kid. But, uh, no, wait a minute. If, if you want to blow it, if you want to blow this thing, I, I'm going to blow it with you. If you want to stay here, I'll stay with you. Yeah, I'll stay and pray. I got to lose. <laughs> you got to love Mick. Uh, it's just his heart is is all in it. And, and who wouldn't want a friend mm-hmm. like that? that would come and speak that kind of truth into you. But then if you want to sit here and, and do that, I'm, I'm here with you and you know, I'll pray with you. What have I got to lose? <laughs> he was willing to risk, you know, I mean, he knows what's going on. Well, you don't hear from that clip, you know, in the amount of time as he says, you know, he talks a little bit about Rocky's wife and she's a wonderful woman and he knows what she's going, he's going through, but then there's this other reality of life that life has to continue to go on right and and so you know god uses these other people at times for us when we're in our valleys to come in and love us one way or another to help us get going to help us you know quit sliding or to start that climb you know and that's what you saw rocky do every time and i i think you know part of that love of rocky or the attachment to rocky is rocky doesn't get to live on the mountaintop I mean, he has it. You know, the formula of the movies are all the same, right? <laughs> it is a mountaintop experience. He gets, he loses, goes down to the very <laughs> bottom of the valley and has to fight his way back. Sometimes that's in Russia. Sometimes that's against different people. You know, it's the same formula, but that's, I think that resonates with us because that's our life. You know, that's, that's where we live most of the time is we get to have these great mountaintop experiences personally, spiritually, but they don't stay. You know, not now. Andy, we'll talk in the next segment. You know, maybe down the road they will, 
but they don't stay now. But to remind us that they're there, and then we got to go live life that will often take us into the valley. But the cool thing about the valley is what, Robbie, you said it before the show. Yeah, the, the, the soil in the valley of humiliation is the most fertile. That, as we talked about, compost rolls downhill. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way of saying that. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, we want to air that on the air if at all possible. <laughs> that, you know, clearly the soil is rich and it's soft and you can dig in your roots if you choose to be humble. And God will meet you there. And so I, there's no doubt in my mind that part of the joy of watching Rocky come back to fight is knowing from where he came. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but when we come back, I want you to talk about Pil- Pilgrim's Progress. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think I'd ever say those words, but I am, uh, because it's very, very applicable. Go to maskandjourneyradio.org to register for the upcoming boot camp November 7th through 10th. There's a great mountaintop experience waiting there for you. Robbie Dillmore here, and the Truth Network podcasts have helped make my pillow the company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, who, by the way, I've met and is a great guy, the inventor and CEO of my pillow, wants to give back to our listeners for the first time. You can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Who never thought that my dream job would be selling my pillows? <laughs> Maybe you're getting tired of these sleeping jokes, but you can get deep discounts on my pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, the body pillow is regularly $89.99, but with a promo code GETTRUTH, it's only $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code GETTRUTH or call 800-942-9613 for these great radio specials. Hi, this is Sam with Mask on Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought it was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. Coming November 7th through the 10th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. What a great song, Robbie. It, it is. It really is. And then you told me who sang it. <laughs> <laughs> it was Miley Cyrus from a Hannah Montana movie, actually, uh, you know, that I, I saw with my daughter, which actually mm-hmm. was a great experience with my daughter when we didn't know where Miley would fall. But, you know, you know that might be for her because we don't know the end of her story. No, we don't. We don't. And, and that was, that is a very good song, you know, and it does talk about the, the uphill battles and the... We don't know what's on that other side. 
but the 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 punchline of that song is this the climb right right and and this sense of really trying to to experience god at at some level and 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 that's what happened for pilgrim and pilgrim's progress is that you know he is on his way to the celestial city but he had no idea he would be going up and down the mountain through you know there weren't just one valley in in pilgrim's progress there was several valleys and sometimes there were giants waiting down there for him and sometimes you know there was apollyon and and there were all sorts of shenanigans that he went through but the idea was as i know god is doing in my own life that there's this initiation process mm-hmm. and and one of the more fascinating things not to be a big john bunyan fan is his wife goes through it in in pilgrim's progress too the exact same trip but her experiences are completely different than john's in the same valleys because there were things that she needed to learn that were different than what john needed to learn or what pilgrim needed to learn and and i think that that is so true about everybody that I know, their initiation is a bit different, I think for two reasons. Number one, their wounds are different, but also their glory is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's such a great point. I almost hate to say that I was a fan of his brother, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, buddy. Yeah, 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 Blue Ox, you know, the whole bit. Yeah, he knew about goats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Now, Harold, there was something you wanted to talk about on the topic. Uh, yeah, I got running on the mind because I saw the movie Overcomer, which I recommend. Uh, But it made me think of my own experiences a few years back when I was a younger guy, and I used to jog a lot. One time I experienced the quote-unquote runner's high uh, only once, but it was an incredible experience. It was like my feet were not even touching the ground, and I was running what was incredibly fast for me and it was at a time when I had not been running much and was not in really good shape and I was thinking of the difference between that runner's high and slogging along with a stitch in the side hurting gasping for breath and so I was equating the two extremes of the running with our mountaintop and the valley Uh, it's like the difference between running without touching the ground and running with a 100-pound sack of dirt on your back. Um, but God ex- has for us those experiences that we have to go through and our determination to keep going when the going is tough is what makes the difference. You can't give up. You know, it really is. But as people, we do our best to try to insulate ourselves from having to go to the valley. In, in this next clip, you, you, we're going to have you set up, Robbie, it's um, from Parenthood. Right. But that's really what this is about, is about a guy that's wanting to stay on the mountaintop and doesn't want to experience any valleys. Right. His wife wants to have another child as mm-hmm. the setup of the deal. And, and he is trying to explain, you know, what a mess that puts things into. And he, messy is not necessarily good in his book. Isn't that demented? That a grown man's happiness depends on whether a nine-year-old catches a pop-up? I mean, what if he missed? But he didn't. But he could have. But he didn't. But he could have. But he didn't, Gil. (laughs) You threw him 12 million pop-ups in the backyard. You cut the odds considerably. If he hadn't, ow, ow. But there's three of them. 
And you want to have four. And then the fourth one could be Larry. And they're going to do a lot of things. I mean, baseball's the least of it. And then all those things, sometimes they're going to miss. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes they will. Sometimes they, sometimes they will. Well, what do you want me to give you? Guarantees? These are kids, not appliances. Life is messy. I, I, I hate messy. It's, it's, it's so messy. You know, when I was 19, Grandpa took me on a roller coaster. Oh? <laughs> up, down, up, down. Oh, what a ride. What a great story. <laughs> I always wanted to go again. You know, it was just interesting to me that a ride could make me so, so frightened, so scared, so sick, so, so excited and, and so thrilled all together. Some didn't like it. They went on the merry-go-round. That just goes around. Nothing. I like the roller coaster. You get not, more out of it. You know, Sam, years ago, we, we had a boot camp, and it was... I, I used to think maybe I had an agreement that I would get sick or there would always be a bunch of war before the boot camp. And this particular boot camp, I was sick right before the boot camp. And then on top of that, I got a letter from the state that my wages were going to be garnished, <laughs> which was I was in no position to take financially. And, and I really was headed into this boot camp thinking that the world was coming to an end. And that night... I'll never forget it. I had this vision, and, and I don't know how to put it other than this. This is what the vision looked like. And being a car guy, maybe you can imagine this. I'm I got a slot car sort of set, and what's happening is there's curves, and God is at the control, you know, the little thing that you go zoom, zoom, zoom with your thumb, right? And he's holding it down so the little cars, every time they'd hit the curve, they go, bam, they go right off, you know? And I got furious at God. I'm like you need to slow down so that the car will go through the curve, you know, and he would just go zoom, boom, boom, you know, it just kept flying off the track. <laughs> and then he just twinkled his little eye at me like God does sometimes. And he said, the thrill of the ride is in the curves. And you've got to slow down to enjoy it to some extent. You can't just go full blast mm. into the curve. And, and similar to her roller coaster ride that, you know, the thrill of the ride with God, even though that sometime you're going to be in that <laughs> valley, is what this lady ex ex is, is explaining, that there are going to be times that you are scared to death. But if you don't climb into the car, you know, you don't get to go on the ride. And that's what happened on your first boot camp. Yeah, it is. You know, the... With that story, going back to that clip for a minute, you've got Steve Martin's character that's wanting to insulate himself. Right. I don't, I don't want to be in the valley. I don't want to do the roller coaster anymore. Right. And the wife that's saying, no, that's what life's about. She gets it. And then the grandma comes in with the wisdom. You know, for me, you have responsibility in being available for a mountaintop experience. You have to be willing to get in the car and ride around that curve with God not sure how it's going to turn out right and and for me with my first boot camp i went i'd been pursuing my wound it had been a year journey i couldn't figure out what my wound was and of course i was probably trying to figure it out on my own knowing <laughs> me but you know i just couldn't get there and and then when we went out for quiet time 
after the wound talk and God started speaking to me about this is your wound, I had a crossroads I was at. You know, and you guys know my story. It had to do with molestation that happened to me as a kid. And I had promised myself that would never affect me, you know, like people do. You know, they promise themselves things. And I was angry because this can't be my wound. I won't let it be. And I had to choose, am I going to stay there, which I've been living for so many years? Or was I going to listen to God and step into it and let it be my wound? You know, unfortunately, I, my stubbornness gave way, you know, to my trust in, in the Father, even though I didn't really know how to see it that way then. Mm. But just to hear the love in his voice and, and step into that and step into the healing that came on the backside of that very, very quickly within a very short time on the, on the mountainside there, literally on the mountaintop with God in Colorado, this healing that had been eluding me for 40 plus years at that point. Is that right? 30 plus years anyway. You know, and so we have to be willing to enter in. You know, yes, we, we live in between the valley and the mountaintop, but we got to actively try to climb. Now, the beauty of that to me as I hear it, and I know it is to you, Andy, mm-hmm. had Sam not gotten in the car, had he not jumped on the roller coaster, I wouldn't. I would be nowhere at close to where I am today with the Lord. You know, as that those rides, we affect everybody else. Yeah, I think they definitely do. They play our decisions. Make uh, they don't not only impact us, they impact others. And we were talking. You know, all of us. I, I asked earlier. You know, which ones of us wanted to on some of those uh, valley experiences wanted to just say, okay, I'm done. You know. It ain't working. I'm bailing. It's too hard. Um, but we're all praise God that we did. And I think a lot of it has to do with his faithfulness of not really letting us go. But it's community and other things that, that sustain us. But I think ultimately within our hearts, we know there's something better. We know that we're not made for the valley. Ultimately, ultimately we were made for Eden. or We made for heaven, as we'd like to say. And but because of the fall of man because of what jesus had to do to come and redeem man he had to go through it thus we have to go through it. he said follow me so we have to follow him through those things i think i found in my own life that for the longest time i was always on the mountaintops i was always waiting for the next shoe to drop i think is a term i was always waiting for something bad to happen and when it did you know, I didn't try to hold on and slide down the mountain, you know, try to hold. I'd just go ahead and jump, you know. I'd just go <laughs> ahead and go to the pit, get there as quick as I could, you know. And, and I, I really always wanted to be more mature to where I had lived a more balanced life. And a lot of times I was looking for my mountaintops. They weren't really have anything to do with God. They were man's mountaintops, and therefore those are going to be temporary. So now that I'm trusting in God more, I'm learning, I've learned a lot— I still struggle a lot, uh, but I really tend to to wake up and realize where I'm at, and like, let, don't go all the way to the back down to the bottom of the valley. Let's hang on here and and not give ground and and try to climb back up to the top and get to that mountaintop. Yeah, I don't know where. Thank you, Andy. I don't know where life finds you today. Maybe you're in the middle of the valley. Maybe you're on top of the mountain. I pray that you're on top of the mountain. If you find yourself in the middle of the valley, know that you know God's going to send himself and others to you to help you move through that and to start that climb. 
But you got to be willing to say, yes, God, I trust you and I will climb with you. Go register for the boot camp coming up. November 7th through 10th, MasculineJourneyRadio.org.